With us today is Afghan actor, writer, and director Elham Esses. After hearing the sad news that the Taliban were forcing women in Afghanistan to wear the chadari, the blue full body veil, he wrote and created the short film Yellow. Born in Kabul, Afghanistan, Elham Esses fled the Taliban and came to the UK when he was just a young boy. Now, his debut short film, Our Kind of Love, was BAFTA longlisted in 2019, and his short film, Your Hand Found Mine, which he made in collaboration with the BFI and BAFTA, premiered at the House of Lords and won Best Drama at Berlin Flash Festival. Now, his newest short film, Yellow, will be seen at Palm Springs Short Fest, as well as the Oscar-qualifying Vienna International Film in October. Now, through his film, Yellow, Esses hopes to raise awareness and inspire change, bringing the struggles and experiences of Afghan women to the forefront of the global conversation. And I truly believe he has done just that. So let's welcome writer, director, even actor, Elholm Esses with his very powerful short film, Yellow, to the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. And thank you for that beautiful introduction. Well, you're very welcome. And, you know, my first question to you as I was reading through uh, your bio, your resume, and uh, having the opportunity to screen Yellow, what was it like living in Kabul, Afghanistan before you came to the UK? Um, I have a lot of my formative memories from Kabul, from Afghanistan. And I left when I was 10, but purely because of that. I've always felt so drawn back to my country. And I feel that I orbit, even though I'm living in a different continent, I orbit Afghanistan through my work, through my own personal life. Um, it, it was, growing up in Afghanistan was incredible. I, I was around my family. I was around people. It, it's, it's always interesting to think of life as a refugee because you are in a different country and you're learning a different language and you're around different people, which is, an incredibly rich experience and you get to go out of your comfort zone but there is a beauty to being in your home and i was there two weeks ago and i i remember what it felt like being around my language and my food and my culture and my country it's it's truly fulfilling and freeing i think so well, i do i do yeah yeah you know uh, were you there in Afghanistan before the Taliban and even before the American military forces arrived in your country? Yeah, so I was in Afghanistan pre-9-11, but that was when the Taliban were around as well because what uh, the, the current Taliban occupation is the second iteration of the Taliban. They came into power in 1996 onwards, 2001. So I got to experience that as a child. And I do remember... In, in Kabul and down south in Jalalabad, they would have patrols. I'd, I'd remember walking past these bed patrols where the Taliban would drive past. And I was too young at the time, but any man who didn't have a bed that was a fist length below their chin, they'd be stopped and asked, where's your bed? So it was a very interesting dynamic seeing them. A very interesting dynamic. And, and I'm sure that when you moved to the UK, was it a cultural shock to you? Oh, absolutely. I remember the only, the only English words I could speak were yes, no, and Coca-Cola. So it was really, inter <laughs> it was really interesting. I, I, I think 
it made me in, in through my stories as well this experience of trying to integrate into a different culture and a different society kind of grows you as a person because you get to see what a whole different continent thinks like and i remember i was struggling trying to learn english but there was a moment about three four years into being in the uk that i started to think in english and that's when i realized that i've kind of grasped the language and i've kind of integrated so it's really interesting but it was an amazing experience i remember having my first cheeseburger we didn't have mcdonald's back in afghanistan and that was like a euphoric experience well you know for you know for a lot of people that live in the uk people who live in america you know we don't think of you know being stopped by the side of the road to measure our beard or pull us into the military uh when you got to the uk did you how long did it kind of take you to kind of let your guard down, so to speak? If I'm being honest, I think it, I think it took the best part of half a decade. Um, five, five years for me to really try and drink in where I am and what I'm doing and what I'm, I mean, I was, uh, I think I still haven't figured things out, but when I really got to grips, I was probably around 18, 19. Try when I figured out. Okay, so this is the deal. This is where I am. You know, I have friends now. I can speak English. I'm, I'm studying. So it, it took a while. And, that, and that, that's what a lot of people don't realize is, is a whole upheaval of a life, from the east to the west, especially from the east to the west, where the cultures are so different. It's it's the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, you know, and I've I've talked to others, those that have escaped Iran, so so to speak. And, you know, the stories are incredible, but I want to talk about your creative talent because what inspired you to write and produce this very powerful film, Yellow? I remember I was sat watching a press conference by the Taliban where they spoke about this new decree that all women in Afghanistan now have to wear this blue veil that you already... And that's when I realized that there are probably women and girls in their 20s, early to late 20s, mid 20s, who've never had to wear that before. And they've all, and schools now are closed. So they've, they're educated women who have no schools or universities to go to, and they have to now embrace this new thing. So I thought, I wonder what it would be like if there's a scenario where a girl walks in to a chardari shop to buy her first ever full body veil. And how would that work? And that's kind of what germinated the seed of the story in my head. So I kind of found myself floating to my desk and kind of writing an outline as I was thinking about it. Well, how has this film been received in Afghanistan? Well, it hasn't released there yet. It hasn't released there yet. It's doing the festival run at the moment. Uh, but I, I just, the message of this film is not to forget Afghan women. That's incredibly important because especially with this, news cycle and the nature of how news works there's things that are in vogue stories that are in fashion the it stories right now and i fear that the stories of afghan women are slowly being uh taken down the ladder of what's important in the news cycle and people are forgetting what's happening women have no access to school or education right now it's been two years and schools and universities have been closed and I, I need, yeah, I need, to, that's a whole generation of women who, who are losing their basic right to an education, their basic right to land, which is why I made this film. 
and my my the the story is around an educated woman who buys a charity. There's a tragedy of it. There are, there's half of the economy of my country that are being shut down and being made to stay at home, which is quite frankly unacceptable. I I agree I agree with you there. And when I watched the film, and um, and I didn't speed through it. I literally watched it very slowly. First of all, the cinematography is fantastic. Uh, the The female character, what I received from her was that she told her story through her eyes. And she takes the audience within the veil instead of beyond it. Uh, and I found that captivating and frightening at the same time because, you know, her character... You know, and because you're you yourself are acting, you're the shopkeeper in this short film. But when she said, um, "The veil is so small," and then the shopkeeper says, "You'll get used to it," that was crushing. Yeah. Well, well picked up. Uh, well observed. I wanted this film to kind of deal with a momentous theme, but in the smallest of moments. And you, you're a great watcher, I feel, of films because you picked up the little subtleties that I've planted. So thank you for that. And that's where I think the message is, I think the best way to tell stories that are so massive that you can't encapsulate it is through the smallest of moments, through the smallest of actions, which my lead, uh, Afsana Dehruya, the, the lead actress, did so beautifully and which we tried to capture through our blocking and through our visual photography. Like, like you mentioned with our cinematography, my amazing cinematographer and usual collaborator, Yanis Manilopoulos, going into the project, we knew that we wanted to tell an entirely different story purely on its visuals as well, because the Chagarese, the veils, are a character in their own right. And, there are, and the way we framed it, where as Laili walks into the shop, she's very tiny at the bottom of the frame and she's kind of towered over by these haunting blue veils looking down at her, almost like the mentors. It's almost like the Greek myth of Persephone walking into the underworld, you know? So that's what I wanted to, I just wanted the sense of uneasiness, which you picked up on. So thank you for that. And thank you for, for watching it with such great eye. Well, you know, I was moved by her story that you created because she walked into the clothing shop a free woman and she would be leaving there under the returning oppression of the Taliban rule. Again, it was sad and disturbing at the very same time. And your work with this film, you bring that emotion, you bring that message to the forefront in just these little nuances. From, from you know her eyes, uh, from the facial expression of the shopkeeper, um, you know even the little light moment of the shopkeeper, you know when when she would say blue or brown, and he's trying to learn that oh that's the name of a the the color, and even I found that to be a very interesting exchange because. Here in America, we take so much. We take our whole life for granted and not realizing that people live under oppression. And here, you know, 
America, you know, our American government tries to brag and say, oh, we've we've pulled out of Afghanistan. So what? The people are still there having to deal with a Taliban that is destroying life itself. And again, you know, when she walked into that shop, the beautiful colors of all of the fabrics. And then all of a sudden, like you said, she's staring upwards to these dark blue full body veils that is now going to be the only thing she'll be able to wear. Absolutely. And I, I find that the older I get and the more confident I become with my art, the more I am drawn to making a difference in my own small way. And I know that right now, Afghan girls and Afghan women need all the help they can get. And that's what I hope to do with this film, with through my art and through my very small little, very tiny impact. I just hope to contribute and to show the world that please don't forget Afghan women. They are becoming invisible in a country where they are losing basic human rights. So that's, that's my message. Please don't forget Afghan women. Uh, amen to that. And I want to ask you something because there was something very unusual in the film. Why was she dancing in that full body veil as she was trying it on? It's interesting because with every film I make, I like to have a moment or a scene where it's a metaphorical um, statement. And I've had so many different people look at that scene of her dancing and take different things from it. So it's a very personal thing of why you think she did that. For me personally, the reason why I wrote that scene is because it's her final roar. It's her final scream from within this veil. And the only way she can roar out loud and she can scream her pain is through these moves and through the dancing. But it's interesting because I have people and I have friends who've watched it and they've taken completely different aspects from that dance and they've taken different meanings from it, which is what I think the beauty of a film is it's it, it's different to the to the person watching well, and i'd be what, interested what did you think what did you take from that scene what well you know when reaction? when i saw her dancing it was it was almost like she was trying to find joy in the midst of what was coming trying to find some some way how can i continue to have joy and you had that scene where you moved very close to her eyes and you could there was it's almost like you're waiting for that full tear to form and again mm. that was like the loss of freedom that maybe she was looking at and it wasn't just freedom because you brought up earlier it's going to be for a lot for a lot of the women and the young girls they've lost the ability to be educated, to to dream, and to somehow uh, face, you know, really want to have a future of great hope. And now all of that hope has been covered by this blue full body veil. Hmm. Absolutely, man. I think you, you hit the nail on the head and you've pulled a beautiful perspective from it where there is an optimism and there is a defiance even in her loss of freedom. So um, you've got you've got the film, man. You figured out the film, and it's and it's. I'm, well, I'm glad it's touched you. I'm glad you liked it. 
Well, I know that your film is going to be shown at the, the Palm Springs Short Fest. And I also know that it's going to be shown at the Oscar qualifying Vienna uh, International Film Festival. Um, for you, what was it like being accepted to both of those film festivals to show this incredible, powerful film? It's It's been incredible because I kind of feel that the world needs a story like this and the fact that it is being validated and it is being accepted by all of these prestigious festivals. I'll, I'll be traveling to Spain next week for the Wesca International Film Festival, which is another Oscar qualifying festival. And in fact, we won, we won Best Film at the San Sebastian Human Rights Festival. So seeing the reaction from the audience and from these festivals is truly, it, it's, it's amazing. And it's, it makes me glad that people are, are resonating with it and hopefully it can have a future after the festivals and hopefully it can raise a message to, to remind people to remember Afghan women. So well, it's really and incredible. I, and I want all of my viewers out there, I want all of my listeners out there and uh, Elholm, really kind of give us a true clear picture now of what all of the young girls and the and the women living in Afghanistan right now under Taliban rule, what are they what are they facing? The Afghan women and girls in Afghanistan right now are facing a future of pure, unfiltered uncertainty. They have no school, they have no university, they have no work they're not allowed to go into in, into their daily jobs that they used to do purely because they're women and they are i was there family who just had nothing to do but sit at home and watch the time go and one of my cousins said something beautiful she said that my days are turning into night and my nights are turning into day and it's all a blur for me so women are losing their rights and they're losing their days and nights. So I hope that the Afghan government, the Taliban right now, can engage in the international community, with the international community, and try to find a way to bring Afghan women back into the folds of our beautiful culture, and to give them a voice and the freedom that they, as, basic, as a basic human right, deserve and have to have. Please engage with the international community and open open Afghanistan to our women and the world will open to you. Amen to that. Now, what do you think the reaction is going to be when your film is actually seen in Afghanistan? Man, I, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I think that the, the Taliban might not be big fans, but I hope that the Afghan women and girls out there can see that we are doing us, the diaspora, the Afghan diaspora, are using our art and using everything at our disposal to help them. And that even though I'm a man and I am in the West, I hope they can see that we are with them and they won't be forgotten. Well, I think some way, somehow, uh, the hand of God was upon you when you left Afghanistan at the age of 10, going to the UK to become educated and to become a filmmaker and to continue to bring focus to your home country of Afghanistan and to show the world what is going on and for all of us 
not to forget. And in some way, hopefully, it'll bring um, help to all of the, the young girls, the women in Afghanistan, you know, as well as the men. I mean, I'm sure that a lot of men uh, don't have a lot of hope for the future there. Uh, so the whole country, uh, you know, we need to say a prayer for them. Did you hear? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? El home, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. My apologies, the internet cut oh, off. Oh, that's good. That's okay. It's what, you know, we all know what post-production is for. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But all right. Thank you so yeah. much for that. Oh, I, I and, uh, but, you know, um, as I was saying, and, I, and I'm not sure if you heard me, but I'll, I will kind of start from the beginning there. I think it was a blessing in disguise that here you are at 10 years old, leaving Afghanistan to come to the UK. You became educated. You have become a filmmaker and you bring a lot of focus to your home country of Afghanistan to show, uh, well, what's actually going on there. And hopefully some way, somehow your films will bring a brand new freedom to everyone in Afghanistan. I hope so. I hope that I can raise the Afghan flag and speak for my people and use my art to make the smallest of differences, but it'll be worth it. Well, you are doing that, and I will tell you this, Elholm. I I believe that your film, um, if I was on the Academy Committee, I would definitely put you on that short list for the Oscars next year because your film is one of the best shorts I have ever seen. And I, and I say that with honesty and with sincerity. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Well, what's next for you? Um, I hope to now tackle the mountain of, of a feature film, which I've always been quite intimidated with. But now I feel that I've done enough shorts and cut my teeth enough to be ready to make my first feature. So that's what I'm working on at the moment. So fingers crossed. Well... Well, we're going to be cheering you on, and if you get uh, the Oscar shortlist or even the Oscar nomination, please, please come back to the show, and uh, we'll talk about this incredible short film again. If you can hear me, you can disconnect and come back in. <laughs> ah, there. Okay. <laughs> well, well, okay. What I was gonna, what I was saying is, 
Um, I hope you come, you know, one, you know, I believe that if, if you end up on the Oscar shortlist, uh, please come back to the program and we can talk about this film again next year. Absolutely. I promise I will. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, El Homo Esses, this film, Yellow, this is a call to action. It's a plea for the world not to forget about Afghanistan and the women who live there. On October 15, 2021, Afghanistan fell to the Taliban. And by December 2022, girls were forbidden from going to school and women have been banned going to university. The Taliban also decreed all women must wear the mandated uh, wardrobe or the chadari in public and be accompanied by a make guardian when going outside. But once again, Afghan women and girls face an uncertain future. So in Taliban-controlled Afghanistan, this young woman walks into a Chidari store in Kabul to buy her first full-body veil from a shopkeeper and faces a new future. So ladies and gentlemen, when it's time for you to see this incredible short film, Yellow, you will feel the same as I do. We must support those under oppressive rule and we should all be praying for freedom in everyone in Afghanistan. And Elhom Esses, I want to thank you again for the honor and pleasure of having you on the program. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're absolutely welcome. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I will see you next time. <laughs>